0: with me, Flick Manning, your host. If you really think about it, the human experience is a mishmash of good and bad, up and down, learning, growing, overcoming, celebrating, loving, losing, rebuilding and feeling. And sometimes we feel alone in it all, but we're never actually as isolated as we think we are. On this podcast, I chat to amazing, diverse people just like you, who share their stories of success, adversity, joy, struggle, and everything in between. All in the hope that we can learn from each other and come to a true appreciation for the privilege that is our individual lived human experiences. So join me as we embrace the imperfection and the joy of being humans together. Hello, hello, fellow humans. Welcome to The Human Experience with me, Flick Manning, your host. My incredible guests on the podcast share the messy, imperfect, but fulfilling journey that is the lived human experience, from tales of overcoming adversity to inspiring success stories and, frankly, everything in between, because that is the human experience. My guest today is Jen Dang. Jen is an Aussie young lady who has truly gone from being a shy girl to an empowered woman. She's the queen of the side hustle that's taken her into network marketing. She's a budding speaker. She's the ultimate cheerleader for other women and is one of the sweetest people you could ever hope to meet. So I think you're gonna love her as much as I do. Welcome to the podcast, Jen. Hello, Flick, how are you? I'm great, how are
1: you? Good, thank you.
0: That's good. Thank you so much for having me (laughs) on. My pleasure, thank you for making the time. Now, I know we're all uh, kind of in the same boat at the moment, recording everything from isolation. It's a very weird time to be alive, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is. It's very interesting (laughs) and testing each other's limits, I think.
0: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And it sort of, uh, in a way, makes for a really good um, basis, I guess, for this podcast today because I know we're going to be talking a lot about mindset in particular. Mm -hmm. And I think mindset is something that's being tested for everybody at the moment. But I wanted to kind of go right back to the beginning. I know who you are today, and it's largely how I've met you. But I know for the last couple of years, you've done a lot of growing. There's been a lot of moments that have changed your path. And it would be great for everyone listening to kind of get an idea of, you know, where you were at, say, two years ago, if you could describe yourself and what your life was like two years ago.
1: Okay, that's a interesting question you have <laughs> um, so two years ago, um I was in a little bit of a rut actually, so when I was growing up, I was someone who was very shy and I didn't have like very high self esteem or anything like that and so pretty much working up to two years ago, I was working on myself, growing and I discovered this concept called self-love and I was still kind of like figuring out what that was, figuring out what self-worth was. And two years ago, I, the rut that I was in, it was almost like, because I had, um, I love someone, but I didn't have the courage to tell him. And so prior to that, I kind of was like in, um, bit of a conflict because I was so shy so I just I didn't know how to express how I felt and so when I found out that he was seeing someone else that was deeply hurtful Mm -hmm. Um, and it did uh, yeah it hurt me a lot and I was filled with a lot of regret. And so that was one of the first lessons that I learned from this experience. And I think it was the day that I found out I was driving home from work and I was so angry and I was crying in my car (laughs) and I was just a complete mess. But it was just my heart was filled with so much like regret. That was really the main feeling. And from and the regret was like i never really expressed how i felt like i would show it but i'd never actually said it and so from that experience i learned that and and i decided as well that i would never feel that level of regret ever again because it was it was so painful because i had control over how i felt like i had control over telling or expressing how I felt but I decided not to and I was like I was too scared and so that leads me to I guess like the second lesson that I learned from that experience was that I had to have courage in order to express how I feel because I'm sure everyone has felt this before where you know there's something that you want to do or there's something that you want to say and you're scared and it's true like it is scary But at the same time, it is very liberating and that liberation or that freedom that I've experienced now is because I've chosen to be more courageous in sharing how I feel uh, and what I think, whether that's in relationships, whether that's in life or with business as well. Um, And back then I was predominantly choosing fear over courage and it was costing me. And so from that experience, when I started to focus on myself more, I started to flourish and started my business. And um, my energy started to change because I started seeing myself differently and how I showed up. Um, Looking back now, I'm a completely different person to who I was two years ago.
0: Wow, what an amazing journey you've been on, Jen. And thank you so much again for sharing that. I know it's always hard to kind of dig up Um, you know, painful things from the past, but you've clearly learned so much from it, which is incredible. And you've raised two really, really good points there. One about regret and one about having courage. Um, And I can see how that has filtered into so much of what you do now. So looking at the person you are now, I mean, you're doing novice powerlifting comps, you've done um, WBFF fitness comps, What's, what inspired you to take on those kinds of things where you're literally, you know, uh, front and center, sort of on a stage and um, people are, you know, looking at your physical form, they're assessing how you're doing things. How did you get there? What was the decision making process to get you to want to do something like that? Hmm.
1: It's really interesting because at that time I wanted to do something for myself when I was kind of like evaluating my life I kind of felt like well I haven't really done anything like significant that I was super proud of or something that I did for myself like I chose it for myself I I suppose Um, and I was like you know what like I want to do something and In terms of fitness, like prior to that, I was already working on my health. I was already, you know, at that stage where I was going to the gym quite regularly and being more health conscious. But it got to a stage where I just wasn't sure if I was challenged. And so to me, taking on the bikini competition with the WBFF was a challenge in itself because I had already had low self-esteem. And up until that point, I was already working through the self-image issues and trying to like love myself and love my body through the whole process. And I wanted to test myself and see how far I could really go in terms of mindset and like, physically as well. Um, and then decided to take on a novice powerlifting competition. I think that's when my, I guess like my interest kind of shifted gears a little bit because after the the bikini competition, I wanted to focus on strength because I've always loved hitting big numbers in the gym and Powerlifting, I never really thought about it, but when I started seeing a lot more around like even on Instagram and things like that, I was like, you know what like it 's very empowering, and I loved that feeling of going into the gym and lifting heavier and then each week just hitting a new PB even that was really empowering to me because I always believed that you know as like as a woman, like you should feel strong in your body and for a long time i wasn't there even though i believed it i wasn't mentally there yet and so to me taking on the uh, the powerlifting competition it was a way for me to actually show that and express that and when i actually got onto the platform and even while i was training towards that as well like i felt so empowered and while i was sharing my journey with everyone it was really interesting because i felt like it was really inspiring other people to be strong and also feel empowered in their body as well.
0: Amazing. Now you mentioned something there that I just really kind of resonated with me. And it, again, it just seems to be such an underlying theme. There's so many of the things that you've done, but you said that you needed to be challenged. And so mm. what do you, to you is the importance of being challenged? What do you get from being challenged?
1: Hmm. The simple answer is growth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess everyone kind of knows that answer but I think in life when you're not being challenged we we simply don't grow and I think we've heard of that quote before as well Um, I think it's if you're not growing you're dying and for me like when I'm not challenged I feel lost almost um and I kind of feel like I'm just wondering and I'm not really sure where I'm going and the challenging element of it is that I get to grow myself physically. I get to grow myself mentally and emotionally as well, especially when it comes to emotional and mental growth. That's really important to me because I find that in order for me to be the best version of myself, I, I need to grow in that area and um, for those who know me personally they would actually know that I'm actually quite a emotional I'm an emotional person and so there's this constant battle of me trying to not exactly fighting my emotions but actually having better reign over my emotions and being in control of them as opposed to having the emotions being in control of me so taking on new challenges it's like one aspect of it is challenging your mindset to adapt and embrace that challenge. But also emotionally, it's almost like with every challenge you have to do something different. You have to choose to take on different feelings and that emotionally it, you have to work hard for it. Um, And that's why like, I love that challenge because at the end of it, I grow so much more out of it as well.
0: Yeah, I completely understand that. Now, how is that filtered on then into your side hustle and your business? Um, I can sort of see that there could be some really big benefits in in embracing challenges. But walk me through how that has worked for you, especially in this last couple of years of growth.
1: Mm-hmm. 100%. So with challenging and making sure that you grow emotionally and mentally, it's a concept that I've only learnt within the last maybe one or two years, especially when it comes to mental and emotional hard work. Um, And in in the context of running a business, it's like, I'm sure you understand as well, you're a business owner yourself. And with running a business, there's always going to be rejections. There's always going to be disappointment. And we have to work through that because there's certain deals that you want to do or certain clients that you want to work with and it doesn't always go the way that you want it to or you have certain projects that you want to fly but they end up flopping. <laughs> and you you have to, I guess like with that emotional hard work, it's you have to wrap yourself around that and not beat yourself up for it. And one of the lessons that i learned is that I was actually being disappointed, right? So, and like that comes naturally. Disappointment is one of—it's an emotion that is very um, crucial, almost like it's part of the human experience to to have, right? And I was being disappointed with rejections or failures and whatnot. And my mentor, he actually. I guess shown the light on me or on that situation where I was continuously being disappointed but I wasn't actually dealing with the problems or I was running away from them and it made me realize that being self-aware is actually very very difficult and we need the our mentors and we need people who we can trust to tell us like tell us these difficult things and this is what my mentor did for me like he showed me that because I was disappointed, I was holding on to years and years and years of disappointment. And that was actually impairing me from actually growing. So what I would do is I was actually looking through a lens of disappointment. And that can be in like very small, like minute situations and you probably might not even be able to realize it. Like for me, it was like, you know how you scroll on Instagram and you see like a giveaway and you instantly think this is what I thought. I was like, nah, I'm not going to win that. Like there's no point in me like tagging someone and that's something so small, but that's looking through the lens of disappointment. And I had to work through that and understand that okay like disappointment has no place in my future and when you do get disappointed you have to work through it um yeah
0: amazing that's so true yeah phrase looking through the lens of disappointment that is yeah. absolutely i think something that so many people will resonate with um, and you highlighted there obviously the importance of mentoring um mm. you seem to be such a really good cheerleader particularly for other women you're incredibly supportive uh you can see this on your instagram page so for those of you listening at home check out jen's instagram page which is very very uplifting um and you particularly work on the areas of uh you know women and their self-image uh particularly mm. around their skincare and You actually did something I think that's pretty amazing. It's something that I still know a lot of women struggle with is that you essentially went largely makeup free and Mm. sort of stepped away from that and went down this whole skincare journey. What started that for you?
1: Wow. Okay, so it's actually my friend who inspired me cuz I was working with her and every day she got she got to a point where she wasn't wearing makeup anymore. She had gone skin uh makeup free. For a while and when i was working with her she would always just encourage me she's like oh jen like you know ill makeup <laughs> like she was just kind of like teasing me and things like that in like a fun way right and because she knew that makeup was toxic and it wasn't like good for the skin and she was someone who struggled with acne as well and her acne had improved and she was just encouraging in that area and so i kind of was like oh you know like not me i wanted to take on the challenge because To me, challenge is growing, right? So I was like, you know what, like, why don't I try it, you know? And I wanted to feel more confident in my skin, like my facial skin, because I was already starting to feel confident in my body and things like that. So I was like, you know what, this is a new challenge and this will test me. So let's try and do this. So basically what I did was I was... I took on a 30-day challenge where I didn't wear makeup at all. So I went like cold turkey. I just went one day I was wearing makeup and the next day I decided, you know, I'm going to go 30 days without wearing makeup. And it was really interesting and empowering at the same time because the first couple of days... I felt a little bit strange. I felt really naked because I was so used to wearing makeup every day and like putting on foundation and just covering up my blemishes. And it was it was interesting because as I went further along the journey, there were days where I felt really good in my skin without makeup. And then there were days where I, was, I felt like, oh, you know, like I really want to cover it up. And there were points where I was like, oh, you know, like if I put on a little bit of concealer you should be fine. But the integrity in me was like, no, like, let's stick to it. Let's just see how it goes. And so I did that for like 30 days. And at the end of it, it was really interesting because I actually felt like I didn't need to wear makeup anymore. And maybe it's the whole like 21 days you build a habit thing, or maybe it's because I felt really good in my skin. But I think it was like a combination of both where I got into this space where I felt so much better without wearing makeup. It felt um, so much easier because I didn't have to spend much time putting on like my makeup. And I could just wake up and do my skincare routine and, and just like walk out the door and feel really confident. One of the challenges, though, was because I was working in a corporate job, I did feel the pressure that, oh, you know, everyone else is wearing makeup. How will I look like? Will it look as if I don't actually care about my appearance? Will they think that, you know, I like don't want to put in effort or, or if, what if they judge me for the way that I look without makeup? And these are the kind of the mental things that you have to kind of like deal with. And I was like, you know what? Like I'm doing this for me. It doesn't mean that I'm not um, caring about my appearance. If anything, like, I want to feel more empowered in my skin. And while I was doing that, I was sharing that on Instagram and um, my coworkers would also see that as well. And they felt really inspired by it. And they started to reduce the amount of makeup that they were wearing and Um, trying to go makeup-free as well. And overall for me, like, I think it was such a rewarding process because I was doing it for myself, but then I was also empowering other people to feel confident in their skin as well. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about sharing skincare, because people get to feel confident in their skin. You know, once you feel confident in your skin, I think you can really conquer anything. Um, And it's so special because when I get to see someone else they feel confident in their skin they like they show up differently you know they feel differently and the reason why I know that is because I've experienced that myself as well
0: that's incredible a couple of interesting points I think that you made there first of all I think every woman has probably particularly in a corporate environment can relate to thinking about their appearance in into kind of what that signals whether or not they're taking their job seriously how professional they appear and yet it's probably not something that a man has to really think about Mm -hmm. it's just they get up and they put their clothes on and they show up and it's accepted that they've come to work Um, Mm -hmm. but there is still that sort of social expectation that we have to go that one step further so it's really interesting that That was an experience that you had, but that other people around you then started to embrace that through sharing. And you can hear how passionate you are about skincare. It's incredible and about empowering. And all this cheerleader vibe I get from you through your Instagram definitely comes through there. So you've obviously then turned this really big passion for skincare sort of more into that side hustle that you have. So, where do you actually want to take that? Where do you see yourself in the future?
1: Yeah. So with the skincare and with my side hustle, I want to continue building my network where more women and men are feeling more confident in their skin. And I think it's just really about building that community where people can feel confident in their skin and just really show up as who they are and not be afraid of being who they are in their skin and I think that it's more than just skincare it's also about how you feel about yourself and that's why I'm so passionate about self-love and empowerment because once you can harness that um, I guess that concept and you feel that within yourself um, it's really powerful because Like I said, previously, I always showed up as someone who was really shy. I was really fearful. But even when it comes to skincare, because I started to be more confident in my skin like appearance, I started showing up better because I felt confident. And that means I can serve people better. That means I can actually show up for people and be more focused. Because, for example, if you think about when you're not... Um, confident in your skin you're thinking about instead of listening to someone's conversation or listening to what they're trying to say to you you're thinking about are they staring at my pimple are they staring at my skin like oh you know so when you feel confident in your skin like you're more focused and you're present with the people around you and that helps with developing deeper relationships and understanding for other people as well so at at the end of the day for me like helping people be more confident in their skin is it's rewarding because they get to feel confident. They get to help, uh, sorry, they get to um, be more present and show up as their best self.
0: That's so beautiful. That's such a wonderful way of putting it about being able to listen and be more present with people. Um, And that's such a gift. I know from, I'm very lucky to have spent some time with you in person. That's absolutely how it feels when I'm talking to you. I know it's how other people feel as well, that you are you are 100% there um, and you're not carried away by any other thought. It's just pure goodness and kindness and compassion. So it's such a gift that you are giving people um, and in turn giving yourself. So thank you for that. It's a, it's a beautiful thing that you're out there spreading for all of us. Um, now, just again, in terms of your, you know, side hustle, it's such a revolution, this, this concept of the side mm-hmm. hustle. And it really does take a fair bit of discipline and mm-hmm. uh, and also, I guess, faith in yourself to make it happen, to, to be consistent enough to make it happen. Um, what are some of, I guess, the big lessons or takeaways that you have learned from you know, being a side hustle queen and how is that taking you into public speaking?
1: Mm, okay. Um, one interesting thing is with discipline, I always like look down on myself for not being disciplined. I used to always kind of think to myself like, man, like I want to be more disciplined. I want my habits to be better. Like I need these systems in place. And I struggled with discipline a lot because I felt like, especially when it comes to running a side hustle, when you have your own thing, like your your own boss, no one's telling you what to do. No one's telling you, you have to do this and you have to do that. You don't have someone telling you. And so you have to develop your own, I guess, like way of working. And so for me, it's the discipline part of it. I, I learned that I could be discipline. And that's one of the interesting things about running this business is because you're forced to be your own boss, you have to take it in your own hands to be responsible and take over it because it's yours. Like no one has the responsibility to build your business for you. And that's the same with your life. You know, like no one has the responsibility for making you happy, making sure that you love yourself, making sure that you get the things that you need to get done. You have to take ownership over it and um i one thing that i struggled with was that i was trying to implement so many like new habits at the same time and i was trying to juggle that and it wouldn't work out because i would kind of like drop the ball on one and so um for me How I actually got into public speaking, it was, I'm very fortunate to be partnering with USANA Health Sciences. So USANA is a company that I've been working with for six years already, and they're the company that produces the skincare and the supplementation and all that, and Because I run the business with them, I also have a team called Freedom Global and they are the support network that they have. And so we all have our own businesses and we run it together. And so because we have that network, we're actually supporting each other and we're helping each other grow in terms of public speaking, personal development, growing and coaching and things like that as well. And so in terms of public speaking, when I first started, they, uh, well, Freedom Global, we would have little events. And so with these events, they would give me an opportunity to speak, whether it was emceeing someone else on stage, sharing my story, sharing my testimony, or actually being a speaker on the stage as well. And so with these small roles, I would take them very seriously and I would take it as if I was sharing on a stage of like a thousand people or 2000 people because I really wanted to share on stage because I think when it comes to sharing your story, it's so impactful because anyone can relate to it and when they can relate to it, they, they see themselves in you and so at that point, that they can change their life at any moment because if you say something and they feel like they resonate and they understand that and they feel like you understand them, like the thought process that you're going through or the, that you're sharing, people um, can take on that thought pattern and realise, oh, I can change or whatever kind of idea that you're sharing, someone can take that on and really start to implement that in their lives. So when I was um, being more passionate about sharing my story, and I, I didn't wait for just USANA or for Freedom Global to um, provide me the opportunity. I would use my platform on Instagram and do that as well. And I was sharing and sharing and sharing. And so I think because I created that opportunity for myself, um, people started seeing that and people started to be inspired by that. And I've been very fortunate recently as well for USANA to actually ask me to share my story on an international stage and it's funny because originally it was actually supposed to be on an actual stage, like physically, but because of COVID-19, everything had to turn online. So that became like an international broadcast. So that was really interesting and really fun as well. And of course, like I've been very fortunate enough to be invited to your podcast as well, Flick. And um, I'm always very grateful for the opportunities that come my way because, you know, You understand as well, like being able to share your story. It's
0: it's powerful because you can change someone's life just by sharing your story. Hundred percent, absolutely, and uh, yeah. How funny! How funny is it that COVID nineteen has come in and changed the format of everything? Yeah, it's really. It's so amazing though that you've been able to share, and it's something that you clearly do all the time on on Instagram, and it's sort of. I think that that side hustle, probably the word hustle is the bit mm. that best relates to you because you're able to kind of take these opportunities and turn them into something else. So kudos for that. It's not easy to do. Um, so as we wrap things up, Jen, for today, it's been so good to have you on the podcast. I just wanted to ask you one last question. So there are a lot of people that obviously come to our podcast for a whole different range of reasons, but one of the common themes is um, particularly young women who are, Mm. you know, struggling a little bit with self-esteem, with body image, and, you know, they're they're working through growing and they're working through making change for themselves. What's a piece of advice that you could give to them to finish us off for today?
1: Mm, Okay, let me think about this because I've only got one thing to share. (laughs) Mm, I have to say, when it comes to embracing your body and yourself, one thing that you need to do is turn inwards and work on not comparing yourself to other people. I find that when I started working on this it it revealed a lot of things because I was constantly comparing myself to you know the people around me and um, and kind of like taking on these beauty ideas that weren't defined by me like for example like my when I was growing up my mum would always kind of say oh you know you should be a this weight or like typically because Vietnamese women, we are more slender and, um, you know, just like, just like a rectangle, I suppose. And I guess that was the image that my family kind of placed on me. That was their idea of beauty. And then, um, I always felt like I wasn't that. And so, for example, like later on down the track, like in the most recent years, beauty has been, like it's changed, like people now curves are in, right? And maybe in five years, 10 years, that like in, sorry, curves might not be in anymore. And so my less the lesson that I learned is that, you know, the beauty industry or, you know, the idea of beauty, it's always going to change. But if you allow your idea of beauty to be attached to, let's say like the industry or your your family, um, you're never going to feel enough. And so I would encourage you to define your own idea of beauty, whether that's, you know, the, like the shape of your body or like how you show up or like for me, I actually think about how I want to show up. That's where the, my idea of beauty is. Um, I focus more on how I love people, how much I empower and influence people, um, and the kind of presence that I give to people, like the kind of feeling that I give to people, as opposed to focusing it solely on the way that I look, because it's cliche, um, but as we get older, like, that's not really going to matter as much. Um, At the end of the day, like, it's how people remember us and how we made other people feel. That's my encouragement.
0: That is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for leaving us on such a um, lovely note of self-love and uh, compassion and kindness. And I think it's something that we can all continue to practice no matter what age we are or no matter what background we have, something we can all continue to foster for ourselves. Um, Jen, thank you so much for sharing your time and your story with us today. And uh, I know that other people that are listening at home, I'm going to encourage you to jump onto Jen's Instagram page, get into her stories. She's always posting this just kindness and beautiful, you know, quotes and empowering people. And you will definitely feel better having gone on Jen's Instagram page. I can hundred percent recommend that. So again, Jen, thank you for spending the time with us today.
1: Thank you so much, Flick, for giving me this opportunity. Um, I feel really, really blessed um, to have you as a friend and a fellow lady.
0: (laughs) Bless you. That's so nice of you. All right, everybody at home, thank you again for tuning into this episode of The Human Experience. As always, we bring you a little bit of everything on the podcast because at the end of the day, the human experience is that. It's a little bit of everything, the ups, the downs, the goods, the bads and everything in between. We don't want you to ever feel alone in your journey because you're never really isolated in it. And uh, so let's just keep doing this amazing thing called life together by being completely and utterly human.